taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo, 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 it's your boy, T.O., as you know. It's your boy, O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. Yo, it's the motherfucking Fade Podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, medium for related, along with any of the goddamn thing we want to talk about, coming to you live, direct, proof of concept, studios, what in the fuck is up? What is up? Yeah, I mean, literally just coming off of watching, uh, and and I know like I may be starting into like this week, next week, a little bit earlier, but you said what's up, so I'm telling you what's up. Uh, <laughs> just just finished watching Godzilla vs. King Kong. If you haven't seen it yet on HBO Max, I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, it is what you would expect, what you want, what you'd hope for, what you'd asked for. What you wished for? What, what? What else? What else? What else can I throw in there? Um, what you prayed for? Uh, what else? What else? What else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, depending on what your religion is, who knows? He is. I don't know if he is. He is called Godzilla. Um, but anyway, so it, it it is exactly what I wanted from this type of movie. Uh, I'm not going to spill too many beans here, um, but definitely a movie I would watch again. Uh, so again, if you haven't seen it. Godzilla vs. King Kong, HBO Max. Check it out. Yeah. What about you? What's going on with uh, you, boss? Dude, I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, I just got in some merch. Just got in some merch. I don't know. Hold on. Let me pull this up so people can see it. Hey, rep the squad. Hey, listen. Where's hey, mine's kid? at? Hey, hey it's, it's, it's I, here, I, man. I need, I, I need come to come through. get that. Yeah, you got to come through. We got yours. I'm a, I might have to yours? pull up Saturday morning hey. and, uh, and pick mine's up. Hey, we got you, man. We got the swag for those who are just listening on the podcast um uh and we, just, and we got the, here's the best part about this we got these hoodies yeah. right in time for spring weather when it starts to get oh hot. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we, we know how to uh set our time here at the faith timed podcast. it perfectly uh well i don't know come on we're, we're entering that spring area you know where you're not really sure exactly what the fuck's going to go on with the weather you don't it may be raining it may be you know when when it's drizzling out you know just grab your little swag out fade hoodie Get you get yourself on the go, you know. Um, you know, so it's all right though. We'll make it work. No, no, no yeah. yeah no. This yeah. time of the year is like it's it's definitely like hoodie season still, right? Yeah, like this yeah, is yeah, yeah, the yeah. uh this is like the you know, before summer nights are still a little bit chilly. Yeah, uh, definitely yeah. gotta have a hoodie for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Swagged out, TFP. Um so so yeah, that's going on. Uh obviously April Fool's Day is tomorrow. Do you are you like an April Fool's person? Is that like a thing? Is that still a thing with people? Do they do people still fuck around with April Fool's Day? I don't know, man. It, it's a bit too uh shit very real shit is still happening. Like with this, <laughs> you know, unemployment rates are too high. Yeah. Uh yeah. COVID death rates are still too high oh, yeah. to be fucking around with some April Fools. Yeah. You know, so this mean, year I'm probably not gonna participate. Were you were you ever like an April Fool's person? Um not big into it. If somebody like pulled a prank on me, I'd be like, ah, you got me, you know. <laughs> but I, I didn't spend weeks planning out my April Fool's pranks. <laughs> yeah, I just I never really cared to spend that much time on shit like that. Like I'd get like halfway through planning something and be like, ah, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. This doesn't sound appetizing to me. I'm yeah, go, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I was never big into pranks in general. <laughs> yeah, they take too much effort, dude. Uh, they take way too much effort. Uh, uh, you know, um, 
but you were talking about, you know, a lot of shit still going on, man. Yo, uh, a year has passed, dude. Um, wait, wait, or two years have passed. What the fuck am I saying? Uh, Nipsey. Um, I know, yeah, I, I think you, uh, you either, I, for, I forget where I saw some comment from, from you. Uh, I don't know if it was online or something, but, uh, but, but yeah, um, it's crazy, man. Two years fucking flies by, dude. Yeah. I, uh, I posted to my Instagram, like, uh, it was like a list of books, um, that Nipsey had, uh, you know, had put out that like books that he read to both educate himself, uh, you know, both financially, personally, spiritually. Um, and it's a great list of books. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to have that posted anywhere, but uh, I believe this was posted to either Nipsey Hustle's Instagram page or the like a marathon only um, Instagram page. So uh, you could definitely find it online uh, if you just look for it. Uh, but it's a great list of books. I mean, if you're looking for something new to read, I highly recommend you check out some of those books on his list. Uh, I mean, you know, there, there's like the, 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 the few that, you know, you're of course going to see on anyone's list, like, you know, Sun Tzu's Art of War. Yeah. Um, you know, the, what is it? The five pillars of power and stuff like that, but also sure. some just like really great books, um, like self-help financial help books. Um, so definitely check it out. Yeah. But um, yeah, two years, man, it's been a long time. Um, we were listening to Nipsey today, uh, you know, me and me and a couple of the guys that I work with and, uh, you know, the music's the music's legendary. I don't think that music is ever going to die out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here in front, man. I was never really, I never really listened to Nipsey, uh, until actually, until he passed. And and I remember you guys were talking about, uh, his, his last album that he came out before he, he passed away. Uh, you guys spoke so highly of it. So, so yeah, I, I, you know, uh, right around the time of his death is when I really first got introduced to him. Um, yeah, it's crazy, man. Um, you know, uh, we clearly have been past a year since Kobe passed too. Uh, and yeah. I just like I think to myself like the like you know the world just keeps going like it doesn't like no matter what happens everything just keeps pushing forward like no matter what like we might stop for and and what 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 it seems like is like we stop for shorter stretches of time as time goes on if if any of that made any sense like what I mean is is like when something like that happens like so for instance like um you know, with, with all this Prince, uh, was it Prince Harry or Prince, it's Prince Harry, right? Prince Harry and Markle, Meghan Markle, whatever the fuck her name is. Um, yeah, yeah, with yeah. all that talk, you know, we talk about, uh, Diana now Princess Diana gets brought up a lot now. Right. Um, but I remember when she passed, man, the world stopped, like everything just shut down for like a good, like week. Nobody could do nothing. Everybody's just like, Whoa, what the fuck's happening right now? You know? And I remember everybody was just glued to the TV wondering what the fuck's happening. Now it's just like, yo, we go for like three hours and then we're just, all right, we're on to the next thing. You know, like it just, it feels like things are just moving way too quick these days, man. Um, yeah. It's like, uh, you know, it, it, I, I think it is important at times to stop, to recognize people who like were influential and, and, and uh, inspiring and did so much, so many positive things. Um you know, like when Kobe died, I think it was kind of important to take a moment because like, you know, he played basketball, but he was also bigger than basketball. Right. Yeah. Um, when Nip died, I think, you know, it, it was important to take a moment to stop and, and reflect because, you know, he was a rapper, but he was also someone who was like shifting the culture and doing something and speaking about a lot of really positive things, despite, you know, some of the things that he was into when he was younger. Uh, right. So like, you know, 
it's, it's important to stop and take a moment, but it is kind of unfortunate when you look at the other side of it and you're like, damn, like, you know, people die every day in, in more unfortunate situations um, than what we see when celebrities die. And and a lot of those people don't get like any recognition at all. The world doesn't even stop for a minute or second to take a breath, right? Yeah. Um, to those people, it's just kind of like, ah, like you said, ah, people die every day, right? And yeah. people literally just say, ah, fuck them and keep going. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's unfortunate. I don't yeah. know, give your flowers to the people you love while they're alive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, as long as you have the opportunity, man. Um, yeah. Express to the people that you care about that you care about them, man. Cause it, uh, yeah, one day you won't be able to, um, one way or another, you know? Um, okay. Uh, also happening this week, man, is, uh, today happens to be, uh, trans day of visibility. Um, and so, uh, in that light, uh, I wanted to highlight one film that we uh, that we watched. I th- it was last year, right? This this had to be yeah. last year. Uh, but we watched um, uh, Lingua Franca, um, that uh, but that is about uh, a, a, a trans woman who um, who uh, she's also uh, undocumented uh, in the in the U.S. Um, and it goes through her journey. And it was directed uh, by the very fucking talented Isabel Sandoval. She she also acts in the movie as well as the main character. Um, and uh, it's just a fucking great movie. It was is I think it was my favorite movie of last year. Uh, and so uh, on this trans uh, day of visibility, uh, I highly recommend go checking that 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 film out. Um, I can't say much. Just go, just go watch it. It's a, it's a fun. Yeah, and I, I believe that film, and I believe you can find that on Netflix. I believe that's where we yeah. watched it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As you said, great movie. I echo that. Um, definitely something worth watching. Um, uh, you know, I also watched The Craft this weekend, which um, had a, a character in it that had um, a trans character in it too. Oh wait, you, I what, do the love craft. The, the one that yeah, just the new craft movie. Ah, how was yeah. that? Uh, uh, fucking trash um <laughs> but but I, I liked how they um they like just gave the character just that like character right mm-hmm. um and it wasn't too much of like a political statement but it also wasn't like an understatement right it was like mm-hmm. this is a thing that should be normal that should be normalized like just you know this is what it is like deal with it accept it she's a character in a movie right Um, and that's how it should be I think people should stop it should stop being like such a glaring thing for for some people to have to like swallow that pill in order to like get past it and watch the rest of the film or listen to the song or whatever it may be Uh, so I I like the way that they uh they they went about telling their story yeah um and so uh and in, in in speaking about things that we watched um um, we're going to jump here in a moment to uh, to one something that we both watched this past weekend um, or this past week. Um, but uh, I watched Promising Young Woman uh, this this past weekend. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I wondered three quarters of the way through the movie. It's, it's up for like a lot of awards, right? This award season. I'm not going to lie. I definitely had like through through about 75 percent of the movie. I was like. I have no idea why this movie's up for it. <laughs> like, it's a mystery to me. I don't, uh, maybe the cinematography a little bit, but the the story didn't quite add up. Uh, the, like, I don't know. It was just a weird movie to watch. But the last part of the movie, the last section of the movie, 
um, the final act really kind of saved the movie. It really kind of, it, it was, um, enough of a kind of a twist, uh, to make you be like, oh shit. Okay. That's kind of dope. But if it weren't for that last act, I'd be, I'd be saying on this very podcast that nope, this movie sucks. (laughs) Um, where'd you watch that at? Uh, it's actually, I, we watched it on, uh, Amazon. Yeah, it was on Amazon. Um, but it is, okay. it does cost like $6. It should be like that. I think it's still, you still got to pay, uh, to, to, to watch it. Even if you do. Yikes. Well, we were going to watch that or Minari. Um, and, mm. uh, we just decided to go for, <laughs> uh, promising young woman for, for some odd reason. Uh, I, I really do. I'm, I think I'm going to watch Minari at some point this week. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. Um, moving on, man, we watched, uh, talking about things this week and next, uh, this week, next week. Um, we watched, uh, um, King Kong, man. Um, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong this week, uh, which came out this week. Um, what are your immediate thoughts, uh, under 30 seconds? What were your thoughts for the movie? I mean, you know, I kind of opened up the show with my thoughts. I thought it was a um, I thought it was a really good movie. I thought like this movie delivered on like whatever your expectations are of a movie about Godzilla versus King Kong, you're going to get that and you're going to get a little bit more story. Um, I like some of the you know pivots that they took in this movie. I like some of the uh, what I felt like was a bit of a plot twist. Um, and I mean, the visuals were also stunning. The fight scenes were incredible. Um, the cinematography was incredible. The music was intense. Like visually, this was just a great movie to watch. So long as you have like realistic, realistic expectations and you're not some like uh, film critic asshole who's like, oh, this movie didn't tell a beautiful story. Like, like no, this, this is an action movie. That's what you're going to get. Yeah, I think we talked about it last week, right? The, the, the key to life is low expectations, right? Uh, so going into this movie, I had precisely zero expectations. I didn't. I don't even think I watched the last Kong movie or the last Godzilla movie. So I had, I didn't even, I was not familiar with any of the characters, nor did I really care to be. Um, I'm not going to say like I really enjoyed myself with the movie, uh, but I knew what I was getting when I came into it and I left feeling like, yeah, it pretty much delivered on what I was expecting for it to deliver to me. So, uh, so yeah, for me, it was neither here nor there, but, uh, yeah. Um, I, who knows? I, I'm sure they're planning some sequels or whatever that they're going to have like some sort of tag team rematch, uh, <laughs> uh, for, for Godzilla and, uh, and Kong, uh, French exit comes out this week as well. Uh, starring, um, Michelle Pfeiffer. It looks like a really interesting movie. I remember checking out the trailer, uh, a while back. Um, yeah, it looks really dope. Um, the unholy also comes out this week, um, which might be worth. Ah, I'm going to skip uh, that. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, it depends on if they release that, if they quickly release that on VOD, uh, we, we might be checking that out. If not, then maybe not. Um, concrete uh, cowboy comes out this week uh, on Netflix, uh, starring, uh, Idris Alba And I believe his name is Caleb McLaughlin, um, from stranger things. Uh, so I'm definitely going to check that out. That should be, uh, yeah, that should be yeah. dope. Um, and then, uh, next week, uh, Thunder Force comes out with, um, uh, uh, Thunder Force again. Uh, it's with, um, oh my God, I keep wanting to sing Olivia, but it's not right. Uh, fuck. Why can't I, uh, Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. I don't know why I keep wanting to say Olivia. Oh yeah. Yeah. So this is the movie. I think we reviewed the trailer like last week where they have like superpowers or something like that. Yeah. 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 And then this is a, that's a Netflix project. That is a Netflix project film yes yeah i'll check that out i remember when we watched the trailer like it looked funny looked interesting looked fun yeah definitely gonna check that out most definitely. and it's on netflix yeah get it 
<laughs> you sounded oddly, oddly excited. You know, I just love easy things. Just make it easy for me, okay? Don't I don't want to fucking have to download your service and sign up for a contract just to still pay thirty nine ninety nine. You know, for the to watch the movie like you know Disney did with uh, like what was it Mulan and. Uh, I think with like even with HBO Max, you have to buy. Didn't you have to buy a movie when they first came out? No, no, I don't. No? To my knowledge, HBO has not done the pace. Oh yeah, you uh, know what? Justice League Disney, was free. And- Disney will with uh, Black Widow. I know that's going to cost some shillings. Yeah, come on, um, come on, Black Widow, uh, fucking yeah. Disney. Just, just make it free. Just make it easy. Yeah, okay, well, you've you know- got enough money. <laughs> we i'm sorry but it, this according is, to them what, no they don't yeah you know what black widow feels like when you're when you order a pizza from like domino's and they're like if it's not there in 45 minutes it's free this is going to be very convoluted yes no this is mean. listen black widow this movie was supposed to come out nine months ago at this point it should be free <laughs> right if the movie's nine months late it's free that's yeah. what that's that's what disney should honor at this point like fair enough fucking why, why and it or if it's not free it better be like stupid cheap like 9.99 but if they try to charge me full price nine months later nah bro fuck out of here <laughs> nah bro <laughs> Just walk up to Disney like, nah, bro. Like, nah, uh, bro. Sir, who the fuck are you? First off, I am him. Security. <laughs> They're like, okay, okay. Here's a coupon. Uh, don't uh, don't make me get um uh Shonda Rhimes. I'll bring Shonda Rhimes right up here. <laughs> just, hey, I just need her to. Say, who did you call? Give me the number of who you call so I can call them. Give me the number. Give me the number. Um, yo, uh, I almost forgot to say before we jump into our, our main topic here. I almost forgot to say, dude, uh, got my, uh, uh, you know, we, we've been in this COVID shit for a while. Uh, I'm almost out of jail, man. I uh, just got my first shot today. Oh, word? Yeah. This, now yeah. now pe- people are competing to see, you know, who got the best shot, right? Did you get the Pfizer? Did you get, uh, is it Pfizer that you got? Yeah, like, I, I got Moderna? the Pfizer joint. The Pfizer joint looks pretty legit. That seems okay. like it's on point. Um, when it comes to the Johnson and Johnson shit, I don't know. You might, you might lose me a little bit. Yeah. I don't they, know if I fuck with Johnson that, and Johnson. That might How'd you be, get your shot though? That Who might do you just know? be baby oil in there. I don't know. Um, uh, dude. Um, so luckily I have a, uh, a girlfriend that's very well connected. Uh, she's extroverted while I'm very introverted. Uh, so she has a lot of peoples, uh, and apparently there was this like number you can call in the city that, uh, they're like, you know, whenever they have like a surplus of vaccines, uh, if you just catch them at the right time, you can be like, yo, just book that appointment for me, Slim. Um, that's exactly what happened. I just kept calling the number over and over, uh, and until I got through, um, uh, need, yeah. need that fucking number. Yeah. But the, so, so, I, so here's the thing. Do you have to I be a like, Baltimore city resident? I think so. Uh, I think so. Okay. Uh, and so that's the, one of the reasons why I like didn't really uh, send it to you, but, uh, but I, I can still afford it to you nonetheless and just see if you could just fucking slip into the Uh, yeah, bro. I just tell them, yeah, I live in a city and they're like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, man. Um, when I was out this bitch, uh, I really don't think my life, personally speaking, I, you know, I'm sure I'll get dragged on a few adventures or two. Um, uh, but, uh, for me personally, not a goddamn thing is going to change. I'm pretty much still going to be doing the same shit I've, <laughs> I've been doing over the past year. Uh, well, one thing that might change, I hopefully maybe we can get some in-studio shit with the, uh, with the, uh, the podcast again. That'll be fun. Um, 
it'll be dope to have all all of us working in the same room and, and, and the vibe with that is uh, is a little different than fucking yeah uh, Zoom. for sure it's like i don't know if you're talking you don't know if i'm talking we're trying to <laughs> trying to work it out um so yeah man um yo uh with all that being said my dude uh let's jump into our uh main shit tonight uh we're gonna start off here by just playing a little something just to warm just to warm the people up uh a little bit uh, as far as what's going on here. Um, without further ado, we are going to check this out. Look what I have done in this lifetime with this body. I'm a girl from a cotton field that pulled myself above what was not taught to me. The fantastic Ike and Tina Turner it was Ike's band, but Tina was the shining star. When I saw her dance, she was all I could look at. He rehearsed constantly. And then the pressure came that we had to work more to try to get a hit. And I was afraid. I had an abusive life. There's no other way to tell the story. Buddhism was a way out. I started really seeing that I had to make a change. The divorce, I got nothing. No money, no house. So I said, I'll just take my name. And then we tried to get a record deal. Nobody would touch Tina Turner. She'd play anywhere just to make the money to get by. My dream is to be the first black rock and roll singer to pack places like the Stones. When she became successful, the past came up. Her story reached so many people who felt like they had to keep their secrets locked away deep down. It's hard. One of the worst parts of your life has been an inspiration. No, I don't consider it a comeback. Tina had never arrived. It hurts to have to remember those times. At a certain stage, forgiveness takes over. Yeah. Um, so uh, for those who are wondering, that is uh, the documentary uh, Tina um, out right now on HBO Max. Um, you were just listening to the trailer for said documentary. Uh, um <clears throat> So we're going we're gonna to have a little conversation here. I, I kind of, you know, I didn't know exactly where I wanted to come with this conversation, but uh, after watching that trailer again, uh, I think I have a good idea where I want to go with this conversation. Um, okay. So I'm going to follow your lead. So, yeah. Um, so first things first, we need to get the obvious out of the way. Uh, Tina Turner um, is an amazing woman. Uh, let's just, let's just, um, let's just get that out of here first. Um, I think that that, you know, it, it shouldn't need to be said, but fuck it, we'll say it. You know, uh, she's an amazing woman, man. Um, coming from where she came from, and uh, you know, and and I didn't know anything about her her backstory before, you know, before her music career. Uh, but uh, her her parents just basically just up and left her, dude. Like that's that that to me when I when I when I saw that and I, and I heard that, I was like, holy shit! Like what <laughs> what? <laughs> um, and then obviously her whole the all the turmoil with Ike, um, 
and uh, and then being sort of discarded, <laughs> you know, uh, a- after after her and Ike uh, divorced, uh, you know, and to see where she came to after that, you know, um, simply amazing. Um, there is uh, there aren't many musical uh, acts uh, that, that reached the heights, uh, that, that Tina Turner reached, you know? Um, and, uh, she did so because she's just a fucking amazing performer, dude. Uh, you you know, there are a lot of people who are good at singing. Um, and then there are a lot of people, or, and then there's some people who are good at both singing and performing. She's the entire fucking act, dude. She's just, uh, she's mesmerizing to watch. Um, what were, you, what were your like memories of of Tina Turner as as a kid? Because mine were, are a little scattered in that uh, it really was uh, the movie uh, that really got me introduced to Tina Turner. Um, even though I had been listening to the the music, but I didn't. There wasn't a connection there between like the music and the person um, until uh, until uh, you know the movie "What's Love Got to Do About It" with uh, starring Angela Bassett, who plays Tina Turner. Um, what, what were your memories of, uh, you know, listening? No, I mean, just that, uh, you know, I learned the most about who Tina Turner was as a person through that movie. Right. And e- even like at a young age, when I thought about Tina Turner, who I was really thinking about was Angela Bassett, um, who, you know, as you said, started a movie, what's love got to do with it opposite of, uh, Lawrence Fishburne who played, uh, was it Ike? Did Lawrence Fishburne play Ike? Yeah, Lawrence, Lawrence yes. Fishburne played Ike. Yeah. Uh, so that is like who came to mind for me as a young person who knew some of the songs but didn't really know the person. And then here is this like stellar movie um, in which, you know, tells this person's life. So again, I just thought about Angela Bassett. But I mean, I grew up in in, in a household where my mom loved Tina Turner. She would, she'd, you know, play the music. Uh, you'd hear the music on TV. And like, surprisingly, I know more Tina Turner songs that I realized as I was watching this documentary. Um, obviously, it's just filled with all of her music. And I'm like, as I'm going through it, I'm like, oh shit, I didn't know that was a Tina Turner song. Mm-hmm. Or like, I didn't know that was, you know, maybe I heard it in like a commercial or a TV show or like a jingle or something like that, where you just don't realize it's that person's music because they've put out uh, such a large body of work that like sometimes you just kind of miss it. Um, but this documentary filled in a lot of the gaps. Um, and a big part of that was like the backstory, um, which, I mean, I just had, ne- you know, about the abuse, um, you know, like at, at, for a long period of time, it was just like a, a punchline, right? It was like a joke, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm Eat a beat, you, like I beat Tina, right? Um, but like, you don't, you know, when you're younger, that it is just kind of funny and, 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 and cool if you make that joke. But uh, when you watch this documentary, you see just how much this person had to survive um, and, you know, how she uh, triumphed through all of that. Yeah, so this, this is I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was a great story. And I, we've watched a few other documentaries um, this year. Uh, and I like documentaries. This is one of the things I always look for on Netflix and Hulu or HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we watched the Britney Spears, uh, not necessarily a documentary, but like the Britney Spears story recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that one left more questions than answers. This one answered a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, now one of the questions that were answered that we, I didn't even know was a fucking question was, 
how Tina Turner, and you know, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy, right? You, you, in with public personas, you tend to forget to ask the very essential question of how does the actual person feel about all this shit? Right. Um, and as you're watching, as I was watching the movie as a kid, certainly I was not thinking, Hmm, how does a real Tina Turner feel about this movie? You just assume, Oh yeah, she just wants to get her story out there. It's great you know, that she's able to tell her story. Um, and, you know, as getting older, you might think, oh, maybe this is like a little cathartic for her. Um, uh, but, um, but yeah, uh, you, you don't really stop to think, how does she feel about this? And that, that's one thing yeah. that the, the documentary definitely touched on uh, uh, a lot, which was uh, how she felt about uh, telling this story, uh, specifically her relationship with Ike, right, and having to basically relive it all the time, right? Yeah. Um, and it turns out she is not so much of a fan <laughs> of having to uh, relive this and talk about it. And you know, uh, every time her name is mentioned, somehow Ike gets mentioned as well. You know, um, and it, it comes from like a number of different ways. Uh, a couple of which are, for one, she's a fucking phenomenal. Uh, 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 singer, uh, performer, she's the whole nine, right? But yet her name is synonymous with Ike's and that has to be challenging as an artist uh, for you to like not be able to be divorced from potentially like, um, you know, uh, and, and Ike, you know, say what you will about him, you know, clearly Ike's a piece of shit, you know, no doubt. Uh, but yeah. he's also one of the legends like he I think he got uh, he's inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. Yeah. Um, and so his contributions can't necessarily be overlooked either. Right. So it puts her in a very tough position, artistically speaking. Right. When she's so fucking talented. But because of this story, she it seems like she can't be divorced, you know, although she technically is. Uh uh, she can't be divorced from from Ike, but then it, the the addition to that is clearly like the abuse uh, and yeah. having to relive all that trauma and shit, right? Um, on a consistent basis. Now, I say all that to say, brings up a very interesting question, right? Very interesting question. Can Tina be separated from Tina? And Ike, which is uh, essentially sort of, you know, what I think the, the documentary is, is, is alluding to. Um, but, you know, can we separate Tina from the idea of Tina and Ike? You know, um, I'm going to I'm going to take a little bit of a stab at it at first and then you can hop in. Um, OK, I would say definitively, yes, but it depends on who you ask. The reason why I say that is because. I really don't have an association with her and Ike, um, musically speaking. I don't. The only the only song that I really, really know of, of theirs um, is Proud Mary, right? Um, that's the only one that I'm really like 100%. Maybe there's some other ones. I don't know. I'd, I'd go back through the catalog. Uh, they have tons of fucking songs. Um, but... I don't really like because I didn't I wasn't born really at that time. That was like back in like the 70s, dude, uh, or even 60s, you know, uh, I think if I got my timelines right, um, that that they were they were doing all that stuff. Um, so I don't really have like too much of an association, the musically speaking. Clearly, I know about the story, you know, because of what's love got to do with it. But musically speaking, I just knew Tina as Tina Turner. And that was that was it to me, you know, because really the the tracks that I was most familiar with Tina Turner from, musically speaking, were um, 
obviously what's love got to do with it which is not arguably that is her biggest hit of all time um and then also um uh the best um off of uh off of her uh second album um i think it was in 1989 and now the name of that album is escaping me um it was private dancer and then there was one other there's there's one in 89 whatever um but um uh, but yeah, there, there are a few songs on there that I'm, I was like more familiar. So anyways, so I don't, I don't really have like an association with her and Ike musically speaking. Um, what about you? What do you, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I associate, uh, Tina Turner's music with her and her alone. Like, uh, I don't really, I'm not too familiar with any of the, and, and granted I probably am, I probably have heard or would recognize, uh, Ike and Tina Turner's songs. But the ones I'm more familiar with are, you know, like What's Love Got to Do With It, obviously, Proud Mary, um, and, and a couple others that, you know, just I fucking forget the name of them at the moment. But like if I if, if, if the song came on, I'd recognize it instantly. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it would be unfortunate to have your uh, legacy, unfortunately, tied to um, one of the most traumatic parts of your life. Right. And even though I can Tina as a duo they did make uh and, and i mean the band that they work with they make they made great music and it's like okay well you know the music that we made was great the experience was terrible and i was able to like grow from that and and, and um you know create a career for myself but like in every interview even i imagine even today she still gets those questions about uh, not necessarily her music or her body of work, but like that relationship and the abuse. And um, so I, I don't blame her for not being a huge fan of, you know, the film, what's love got to do with it, or just how her story is told. Um, always focusing on like the abuse and the trauma and whatnot. Where it's like, you know, I'd love to just talk about the, the music and, and her art. And uh, I'm sure she would love to just talk about her music and the artistry. You know, it's, it's kind of like, a, you know, Tom Brady and, and, and Belichick, you know, you're not going to talk about one without the other, but in, uh, fortunately for them, uh, the majority of it is, is, is positive, right? Now, imagine if it was like something extremely negative, you had to relive it every day because people just won't let you, uh, let you move past it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I can say on top of all that is, look, we here, especially here in America, I can't really speak for anywhere else because you know, all I really know is America, right? Um, we have, travel more. I mean, uh, uh, fair enough. Okay. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna. What you, uh, okay. Anyways, I'm not even gonna. You got. You got. You got your uh, COVID shot. Go ahead and book that flight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. While I, while I still can until the next pandemic. Got to stimulate the economy. Get these yeah, airlines. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's all up to me. Um, no, but uh, so we here in America are obsessed uh, with both celebrity and chaos. Though mm-hmm. you mix those two things. Oh, man, you got yourself a story, right? Um, so when somebody's in the public eye, and I think they even said something like this during the course of the documentary, which is when you're in the public eye, right? You are no longer, you no longer belong to you. You belong to the public, right? And so when you have somebody like Tina Turner, who, you know, is a phenomenal performer, phenomenal singer, but she's also got an 
insane story, you know, um, that she felt the need because, at, at, you know, people keep asking, kept asking her, why are you, well, you know, what's up with you and Ike? What's up with you and Ike? This is back, you know, when, before they were, I think either before they were divorced or whatever, around some, that time, right. Where they essentially broke up, um, where she just left him because he was a raving lunatic. <laughs> um, uh, uh, people kept asking like, what's up, what's up, what's up? And she's finally like, fuck it. All right, let me just put the story out there and hopefully people will know and be like, and then stop fucking asking me about it. You know, we can move the fuck on. Did not happen clearly. Uh, and that's because we love, like I said, we love celebrity and we love chaos, right? And you put the two together and holy shit, you have a fucking chemical reaction um, yeah. is, is, is what happens in that case. Uh, and so, I think, unfortunately, man, um, and again, I'm not saying this because this is how I view it. I'm saying it because it's just fucking reality, especially here in America, is uh, the story is just too salacious for for uh, America to drop, right? Um, for like even in her, her documentary where she's because she's essentially put out this documentary because she's basically retiring from music. Um, uh, uh, and so uh even in this documentary where she's essentially saying goodbye and Hey, she wants to put all this to rest. Half of the documentary was about Ike, you know, yeah. uh, and her relationship with Ike. And so, uh, I think unfortunately, like in what happened to her, it, 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 and I, and I say that we're obsessed with chaos and that's true, but also her story. Look, I'm saying this from personal like experience, right? Um, you know, uh, given things that happened with, with my family, uh, growing up that this movie was so fucking, um, uh, what's the word? Um, it was so therapeutic, uh, because, uh, a, a lot of crazy shit that, that my own dad did, you know? Um, and I remember sitting there as a kid watching the movie, uh, what's the love got to do with it? Um, and like living vicariously like that, that moment where she's in the car and she's like, fuck this shit, you know? And she's just like, not, not today, asshole. You know, that was such a empowering moment. And unfortunately the thing that's like super fucking inspiring. And I think they even said this during the, uh, during the documentary, the thing that's like inspiring, um, you know, uh, to, to other people is unfortunately the thing that she hates to see and talk about the most <laughs> and, and, and to, to, to talk about, or to think about anybody who's been through that kind of drama, uh, trauma, uh, in their, in their life. Um, it's, it's a no brainer that of course they don't want to fucking talk about it. Right. Uh, because you know, you like, again, thinking about my own life, uh, it's, it's, it, it has to, there has to be a point where you, you can just move on from it and, you know, that where you don't think about it every day or, you know, it's not something that's brought up consistently. Have you ever, um, have you ever like run into like somebody who knew you when you were like younger, uh, like, and, and you're a fucking knucklehead and every time you see this person, they treat you like you're still that knucklehead. And you're like, ah, ha, 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 that's funny, but also I'm growing to shit right now. Like I'm, 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 I'm a little different than, than you remember me as, but they will not let you forget that you used to be a little fuck up. <laughs> um, I imagine, you know, and obviously I'm not saying at all, like that, that's what, you know, I'm clearly not saying that's what she is, but I'm saying it's like a comparable thing of like, people just won't let you forget about the fucking past. Like they'll just keep reminding you, especially, um, if that's like all they know of you, you know, um, and so, yeah, I've been talking for a while. What do you think? 
You know, I mean, I, I definitely echo all the things that you said, right? It's, it's um, I, one of the things I love most about this, this uh, documentary was like, again, how the story was told. It, it, it gives you a lot of her backstory, which I didn't know. Um, a large portion of it does kind of focus on her relationship with Ike Turner, which, and like the abuse and the trauma, um, which we knew about, but we didn't know uh, the extent of it. I didn't, most of us didn't realize the gravity of it, right? And um, I also didn't have to re, I did also didn't realize like how much she had to live with it, you know, year after year after year for, you know, almost like two, two, three decades, right? Still to this day, still having to like live with it. Um, even as she's watching this very documentary, I imagine she's like, um, she watched this before it came out or watched the premiere or something like that. And again, a large part of it is about the the abuse, right? Um, so it still hasn't gone away. You know, uh, people still aren't over talking about it. Um, and like you said, or like she said in the documentary, uh, her, uh, what, the part of her story that people find the most, um, uh, uh, people find the most like relatable to and, and her sharing this trauma has allowed other people to also like share theirs and, and, and um, defeat their trauma as well. Uh, but having to like see it every day still must kind of fucking suck, um, mm -hmm. which, you know, is definitely something that she highlights in this. But overall, I just thought like this is a triumphant story. I remember watching it and especially like towards the end when you see how like she won her name in the in, in the lawsuit and um, or how like she got nothing it. else. Uh, sorry, in, in the divorce, she like won her name and she kept her name and like, and th that was really all she needed, right? Like she was like, basically, you know, fuck the house, fuck the cars, fuck the money. I just want my name and opportunity. And she, when she got those things, like she, uh, not necessarily, uh, and I, I'm going to use this lightly, but like she became who she was always meant to be, right? Like this solo star who was so wildly talented that all she needed was like an opportunity and she took off. Um, I was like reading some like interesting facts about her life. I mean, 12 Grammy Awards. Um, she sold more concert tickets than any other performer in history, uh, which is insane. Because uh, I mean, that's what she is, right? She's a performer. She's a I think she's more than just a musician. Like she loves the stage, right? She loves to be like out on concert. Um, you know, she loves to tour uh, and just have sold more concert tickets than anybody else in the world. And and have having survived that trauma that she survived was, I mean, it's just incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to, to put a button on this, um, you know, can you separate Tina from Ike? Um, personally speaking, I can, um, but also, uh, I'm not quite sure. I'm not sh quite sure that the public can, because I think that uh, again, we love celebrity and we love chaos. So uh, unfortunately her story seems to be just the epitome uh, of, um, of those two facets. And so I don't think in a public eye, you can separate Tina from, from Ike. Um, and, and to be perfectly honest, if I'm being perfectly honest for her personally, I hope, yeah, I hope she, she has peace and I hope she never fucking thinks about <laughs> any of the shit, you know, uh, that, that happened with her and Ike, but for the public, I'm not quite sure she, we, we should, you know, uh, because again, like I said, uh, I think that story, it does stuff for, 
for people, you know. Um, and again, like you can people can go back and watch what's love got to do with it today. Uh, and and if you uh, you know, if something's going on in your life, if you're dealing with some sort of abuser or somebody who's, who's manipulating you or somebody who uh, you know, is uh, physically abusing you, um, that story is is at least it can be uh, very, like I said, very sort of therapeutic and very sort of um, eye opening. You know, um, you know, seeing that, seeing somebody go through that and then seeing what she became after that, you know, um, that she uh, didn't even just reinvent herself. She she went to heights even further than than she was, you know, before that, you know. Um, So anyways, um, uh, the documentary Tina is on HBO Max right now. Uh, Go check that shit out uh it's it's definitely worth a watch man i i I know i know i thoroughly enjoyed it you seem like you enjoyed it as well um it was a shit man um so so yeah go 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 check that out um we are going to hop into another uh story here um we are going to check uh a, a trailer out dude uh look um there are movies that come out sometimes and you're like this is never getting another sequel. That's not going to happen, right? Like, this movie's terrible. Uh, that's what happened with the original Suicide Squad, Dave, uh, directed by David Ayer in 2016, right? Um, but uh, as fate would have it, uh, WB Warner Warner Media was like, you know what? We like setting money on fire. Fuck it. Let's do it. Do another one. Now, um, now real question though. Yeah. Did you think that there wasn't going to be a Suicide Squad too? Dude, after seeing that first one, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it was that bad. It was it was terrible. It was it was a it was a god awful movie. It was a god-awful so yeah, movie. it was pure shit. But I mean, like I knew from jump that there was going to be a Suicide Squad too. Like there just had to be. They weren't going to spend. Uh, they, they they weren't gonna like tell this story and then not have like a second story following Dude, up. They do that even all if the, the first time was bad. Do you remember Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds? They seemed oh. like they were they were lining <laughs> they were lining that up for a sequel. Never happened. You know why? Because the movie was utter shit. Uh, uh, so, anyways, uh, look, uh, we have a James Gunn directed sequel uh, called The Suicide Squad, right? So they're really just trying to erase the other one from existence, right? <laughs> um, by literally naming it the same exact thing, except where they just put a the at the end or at the beginning, rather. Um, but uh, this one, the synopsis goes: uh, supervillains uh, Harley Quinn, Bloodshot, uh, Bloodsport, uh, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons uh, at Bell Reef Prison join the super secret super shady task force uh x as they are dropped off at the remote uh enemy in in, uh infused island of corto maltese that is directed like i said by james gunn written by uh, gunn as well uh as john uh ostrander and of course uh the returning cast of marvel robbie joel kinnaman um uh damn what's her name um how do i get away with murder um uh shit God we, should, damn it. we should know her name like the ah, back of our hands uh, uh but, but also uh idris alba uh and uh john cena um are are joining the uh the cast of yellow davis that's her name um, yeah you know what i was literally just about to look up I, I wouldn't have felt right if we didn't get that name yeah <laughs> no uh my my shitty brain came through in the end um this movie comes out uh august 6th 2021 my dude uh without further ado Let's take a look at the 
Suicide Squad. Entire mission for a mental defective dress as a court jester. It's coming from a guy that wears a toilet seat on his head. We don't leave one of our own behind. Hopefully, Harley's still alive. No funny business, Colonel. These are dangerous people. Team two is clear to go. Fire up. Three, two. What are you guys doing? What? You, we're, we're here to save you. You were gonna save me? It was a really good plan, too. Well, I can go back inside and you can still do it. That's patronizing. I'm so sorry. Harley Quinn. Blood sport. the deal successfully complete the mission you get 10 years off your sentence you fail to follow my orders in any way and I detonate the explosive device in the base of your skull this is the famous suicide squad Any questions? <laughs> hand. Yes, that is your hand. Very good. We're all gonna die. I hope so. Oh, for fuck's sake. Here's the deal. We fail the mission, you die. If we find out any information you give us is false, you die. If we find out you have personalized license plates, you die. What? No. If you cough without covering your mouth. Harley, although that isn't an open invitation for you to cough without covering your mouth. What's the plan? How the hell am I supposed to know? You're the leader. You're supposed to be decisive. And I've decided that you should eat a big bag of dicks. If this whole beach was completely covered in dicks, and somebody said I'd eat every dick until the beach was clean for liberty, I would say no problemo. Why would someone put penises all over the beach? Who knows why madmen do what they do? This is suicide. Well, that's kind of our thing. I'm going to get you out of here alive. Oh my god, we've got a freaking kaiju up in this shit! Uh-huh. I love the rain. It's like angels are smooching all over us. Suicide. I think this one's going to be a lot better. Uh, so, so, so here's the thing, right? That I, I feel like that trailer um, set the bar very high. Just like the trailer for the first Suicide Squad film, uh, it just looked really good. It looked like it had so much talent in the film, so many really interesting characters. It looked like the story was going to be way better than it was. Uh, and then it underperformed, right? The trailer was so good that most of the movie was in the trailer and the rest of it was just like, ah, what the fuck is going on? Uh, this trailer looked exciting. I, I love like uh, uh, some of like the visual uh, c- cinematography direction that they're going in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and uh, the story that they're going to tell here sounds really interesting. I also love a lot of the characters that they introduced. The shark, which may be like a kind of like uh, the DC's version of like Groot, not to like 
you know undermine what they're doing here but like that's just a really fun it seems like that's gonna be a really funny interesting animated character to and, watch and guess who's guess who's voicing him oh shit so so vin diesel voice Groot. so who's gonna voice the shark <laughs> Who, who's vin diesel-esque but like older uh none other than oh wait 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 let me guess let me guess so vin diesel-esque but older is it uh give me give me one clue though one hint uh he's famous for talking as is vin diesel with his slow and methodical talking um this gentleman also uh is famous for his weird not weird but off kilter speech mike tyson <laughs> no uh close though oh close actually really close really really fucking close actually uh sly hmm. himself sylvester oh, stallone. really stallone stallone nice man. Um, okay uh yeah i i was pretty close there they're both uh, uh both hall both of boxes. fame of boxing yeah. yeah um uh and so so yeah dude um this looks this looks fun dude um this looks like just like a fun movie and given the fact that we've seen james gun uh guns record uh you know with just putting out these weird kind of like screwball type of movies um and that he doesn't take himself too seriously but he actually tells like a coherent story which is what the problem of the many problems with the first Suicide Squad. And look, we're, we're going to talk here in a second about, you know, about the first Suicide Squad, but um, I'm looking forward to this, dude. I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't want, that was my first time seeing the trailer, obviously. Um, and uh, it just seemed fun. You know, it just seemed like a quirky, weird story. That's, you know, hopefully is going to be uh, enough of a story to to hold us but uh but not take itself super fucking seriously um and be coherent um and that was again yeah. one of the one of the real big problems with uh with, with the first uh suicide squad movie um but but yeah i'm uh I, i'm here for it man uh, i'm here for it but i i know again the key to life low expectations so i'm going to remember how the first trailer got me to be like oh shit this movie's going to be fucking awesome and then watching it was uh, uh, akin to watching, you know, seeing somebody you love die. It was right. It was it was just like, uh, there's nothing I can do to stop this. I wish I could. I wish I could stop everything that's happening right now. But alas, I can't. Um, so. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the Suicide Squad uh, coming yeah. out, uh, like I said, on um, August, August 6th. Uh, 2021 dude uh yeah now the now the big question is where is this movie going to be released um i think theaters are, are we all going to be yeah. vaccinated by august 6th sleepy biden uh tells me that uh we should all be vaccinated or at least everybody's going to be eligible to get vaccinated by the beginning of may so um one would hope that by august <laughs> we should be vaccinated um, no. but, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see, man. Um, look, let's jump to a story that's actually kind of tangentially, uh, related to this. Uh, we get the hashtag, um, uh, release the, uh, the, I was almost going to say the Snyder cut, <laughs> release the air cut. Um, now what that's in reference to is, uh, uh, so we have David Ayer who released the uh or who made the first suicide squad movie right uh and uh it was uh, famously uh panned because it's a god-awful movie right um the 
the reason why it's terrible, uh, according to Ayer, is, is that he shot a movie and then the studio basically was like, yeah, let's just cut all that shit out uh, and let's just put in all this other shit. Uh, that makes no sense. When you watch the movie, it's hard to argue with them because it feels like that's exactly what the fuck happened. It feels like there there was a movie there and then somebody was like, man, fuck that shit. <laughs> and then just added in a whole bunch of other shit that doesn't really make sense or like correlate uh or jive with 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 the movie itself uh obviously it's hard to tell like how much of it was him and how much of it was the studio's meddling um but uh given the success of Zack snyder's um uh, justice league that was just released uh on hbo max um that's that's gotten some people you know looking hey what's up with that air cut you know um i'll read you a bit of what he say uh what he says about this um he says, um, I get it. It's a business. It's frustrating because I made a really heartfelt drama and it got ripped to pieces and they tried to turn it into Deadpool, uh, which is just uh, which it just wasn't uh, supposed to be. And uh, then you take the hit. Uh, you're the captain of the ship. You your name is on it. Um, even though it didn't represent what I actually made, I would uh, take all the bullets and be a good soldier. Uh, I made an amazing movie. It's an amazing movie. Uh, it just uh, scared the uh, shit out of the executives. Um, so that's directly from the director's mouth um, in regards to the movie. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, uh, let's let's adjudicate this here. Right. Um like in terms so, so like the question here it, it, let me get ahead of you for a second sure is the question should in situations like this like should the like you know the director be able to go back and like remake or re-release the original film that they made in the case where a film like the original suicide squad did not do too well and like the fans are asking for it is that is that what you're gonna ask uh yeah uh and, you know, putting out a director's cut of a movie isn't clearly like unheard of. Um, but I think the problem becomes like it, it actually would be probably easier with the air cut because the whole issue with the the the, the Snyder cut was the, the movie wasn't really done like at all. Like uh, it, it was like they were piecing it together when Zack Snyder left the project and then a whole bunch of other scenes that weren't shot were shot um, that replaced his stuff. And so he had to go back and actually finish up all that the, the visual effects. Um, he had to, I think, shoot, shoot some additional scenes um, on on the back end of it uh, after they kind of greenlit the the whole Snyder cut. Um, so it's a different scenario because I think they they actually do have a lot of the shit, you know, for the air cut. Maybe they have some visual effects stuff, obviously that that perhaps wasn't wasn't completed. But um, is is there a, a a fan push for it like the Snyder cut? Absolutely not. Nobody really. Everybody thought it was that bad. They're like you know what? We're good. It's fine. You, you don't need to see this there. I'm sure some of his fans are out there saying, yeah, like, let's, let's see this shit. Honestly. And I, I would, I would love to see what he would, cause it's, it seemed like, um, you know, knowing D uh, David Ayer's work. Now I, I will say this is the same David Ayer that made, um, what's the movie with, uh, um, uh, Shia LaBeouf. Um, uh damn he came out with it recent uh recently hold on i, I can find it here in a sec um uh, bone collector or the the collect tax collector uh, the, the tax collector that's exactly yeah. it uh david ayer did make that movie um so 
that wasn't so, I mean, I, that wasn't great. I, that wasn't great. I, I didn't yeah. think that movie was uh, particularly bad. I just thought it was like not what was advertised. You know, it was wait, very. Wait, wait, wait. I'm stunned right now. I'm sh- look, look. Fair enough. Fair enough. Look, I'm trying to get in the habit of respecting people's opinions about yeah. movies because it's art, right? It's it's art. So yeah. it's also. So, I mean, listen. I didn't Holy think the movie shit. was that bad. Terrible, it, terrible it movie, in my in my humble opinion. Yeah. Well, listen. <laughs> I think you kind of sometimes have like uh, you hold like all movies up to this extremely high standard, which not no, all movies are. Not, yeah, no. Listen, not, this just, in just, no just way a, just a regular standard of being able to tell a coherent story. Just, this wasn't a beautiful mind. It wasn't, you know, uh, Gone with the Wind. You know, it wasn't when Harry met Sally. Like, it's, it wasn't supposed to be Gone with the Wind. Uh, that I'm, talk, like, I'm talking about like classic movies that people, for some reason, love. And no, no, no. You know, okay. It was right. the, whatever. The Continue with the point. Wasn't Continue supposed with the to point. be that. Continue. With My the point. point is, it wasn't supposed to be that. Like, like those films. It was supposed to be just like a, you know, a drug. Drug, I'm not talking. Up, all right, I'm not, I'm, I'm not talking about. And it was good. The, the, the problem with the movie was it just wasn't. Uh, like you know, we expected to get like a more of Shia LaBeouf and his character. No, no, right? forget we, the like, tax like collector. Let's up. talk about the air. Uh, uh, no, what, what I'm saying here, yeah. the reason why I'm talking about the tax collector is because I like that movie, um, and I think uh, what David Ayers did with uh, you know the first uh, Suicide Squad movie. Unfortunately, he didn't get to tell the story that he wanted to tell in the way he, that he wanted to tell it. What's what separates this situation from Zack Snyder's uh, situation with the Snyder cut is he did get to finish the project. Unfortunately, the movie was cut a bit differently in the end than what he wanted. Zack Snyder didn't get to finish his project, so he was able to finish telling the story, which ultimately his version of the final story was better than what we got the first time. Yeah. Now, Suicide Squad has another film coming out August 6th, so is there an appetite for you know let them like take these next few months or whatever to create to to redo uh uh what is it uh airs cut of the original suicide squad movie and then watch the suicide squad the second one i don't think there's much of an appetite for it i think it's um i think the only reason we're having this conversation is because of the snyder cut but no one really cares to see this thing through yeah <clears throat> and and you have to also throw on top of that that um, so the, the issue with the first, uh, with the first justice league was that another director came in and finished a film. Right. So basically all, you know, the entire blame of why the movie sucked was placed at <laughs> squarely on the shoulders of Joss Whedon. Right. The studio is like, man, we have anything to do with that shit. You know, that was, that was Joss Whedon, you know, <laughs> he fucked it up. Right. Um, yeah. which is why everybody could stomach there be, or the studio could stomach there being, uh, uh, you know, this push and, and submitting to like, okay, like, let's just do this Snyder cut. Right. Because they could absolve themselves from it with the suicide squad. He shot the movie through and through. Right. So if they go back and uh, all right, let's go finish this up and like, let's release the air cut. They're admitting, Hey, we suck. (laughs) And we released a shitty movie (laughs) and it was our fault. Uh, and now we're trying to, you know, uh, make up for lost time or some shit like that. They're not going to admit that shit (laughs) that they just sucked, uh, at, at, you know, making decisions because, you know, if you listen to air, he's saying that he's saying, no, you fucked this up, you know, with your stupid notes, you know, and, and, you know, this stupid movie you wanted to put out, you know, you wanted to make it into Deadpool as he, as he, as, as he talked about. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I just don't, I don't see that happening, dude. I don't see them. Ad- 
admitting that they suck at making movies and giving him money to finish uh, this project up. Yeah. Don't see it happening. Um, Definitely but, not yeah. with Suicide uh, the, the Suicide Squad coming out on August 6th. Yeah. Uh, it, it just kind of wouldn't make sense to... Uh, to backtrack when you have another film coming out on August 6th. You may as well just say, uh, you know what, some people liked it, some people didn't like it, we're moving forward either way, the second film is going to be better, um, and and we're going to go from there. It, yeah. it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, uh, last, let us know. What the fuck do you guys think? Do you think we're going to eventually get the airs, uh, release the airs cut of uh, uh, Suicide Squad? Uh, uh, probably not, but uh, let us know in the uh, comment section below what the fuck you guys think. Uh, we're going to move on to uh, another trailer here. Um, one that I'm sure Rain's very excited to talk about. Um, so uh, we get the uh, trailer for Zola. Um, uh, the synopsis for this is a waitress agrees to accompany an exotic dancer, her put upon boyfriend and her mysterious, uh, and domineering roommate on a road trip to Florida to seek their fortune at a high end strip club. This is directed by, uh, uh, Janique, Janixa. Sorry, fucked up your name. Uh, Bravo. Uh, this is written by Bravo as well as Jeremy uh, Harris. And the first time I ever seen a credit like this, but it was a credit uh, to the, because this is actually based on a real story, um, to uh, Azai, I believe. Azai King, I believe that's how you how you say your name. Maybe I'm pronouncing that right. But it's uh, uh, she gets a credit for it because it's based on her tweets uh, that apparently this whole situation happened and it was like a tweet thread uh, that essentially spreads on. And uh, somebody from, uh, I guess, uh, wrote an article or, or a magazine article about it. Uh, and his name is David Kushner. Um, and he, uh, he gets credit, uh, a, a credit for a writing, um, a writing credit for the film as well, because of that article that he wrote uh, based on her tweets. Dope. Listen, I'm all about giving credit where credit is due. You know, <laughs> like if the person that this story is about was tweeting about it and then there was a art, there was a journalist who like found the story interesting and decided to piece it all together and write an article about it, they should get credit for it. And, you know, they, they should have a little check coming in. Yeah. Like you shouldn't just be able to tell their story without them involved. So, uh, you know, whoever put this project together and, and, and uh, agreed to give credit to these people or, you know, the, the Twitter, um, the, you know, the person on Twitter, as well as the journalist, good for you. Well, I, doing I think, the right thing. I think, well, I don't even think it's just the right thing. I think you like have to, like, especially if it's something like that, like if it's based off an existing, anyways, it doesn't matter. But, um, this also stars are this stars, uh, Taylor page, uh, Riley Keough, uh, Coleman Domingo, um, who I believe is a uh, black, uh, black lightning right on, um, the CW, um, uh, and, uh, Nicholas, uh, uh, uh Bruin. Uh, this is due out June 30th uh, of this year. Uh, and without further ado, we are going to check out Zolda. Hey, last month I went dancing at this cute spot in Florida where my roommate's girl made like five G's a night. Because of my we just met yesterday and you already trying to take whole trips together? Be ready by two. You want to hear a story about how me and this bitch fell out? It's kind of long, but it's full of suspense. You want to go somewhere with me? That's my Shut it so bad. Dear Heavenly Father, we are asking you a special prayer today. We asking you to send us niggas. Send us niggas with culture. Send us niggas with good credit. What brings y'all here? We making shmoney. Money, titties, money, titties. From here on out, watch every move this bitch makes. 
when a nappy ass head was up in my face. Word. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way to respond to that. Okay, wait, 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 hold up. Do not trip. I got you girls. A real nice spot. This is messy. You are messy. Your brain is broke. Is this what you came here for, Zola? Do it look like I came for this? Look all this money you made. I'm so proud of you. I don't fuck with you. No more. I didn't do nothing wrong. I came to dance. No, 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 no. We're done with that. Why you on my Facebook? Why you on my Tumblr? Why are you DMing me? Sis, why are you tagging me sis. in photos? You don't even fuck with me. Sis. Let me know. Sis. Let me know. Yes, Let me sis. Know. All right. That, that movie looks fun. <laughs> that movie looks fun. Um, so it, it, it's crazy how like these things happen every year. Like, did you see the story recently about uh mm -hmm. That girl, I think she, some girl, she, I think she went down to uh, Atlanta for All-Star Weekend this year, and she, and this is around the time that the government was sending out, like, the stimulus checks, right? So she spent, like, $400 to go down to All-Star Weekend, and she was expecting for her, like, stimulus check to hit at midnight, Um uh, while she was down there so she could have like money to to fly and to get back home and pay for food and shit like that and it didn't hit so she was on twitter tweeting about how like she needs like help getting back home from atlanta she doesn't have any money blah 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 and she set up a gofundme and people started to share it and like that story just kind of took off um and this is one of those stories but it happens every year like some chick ends up like oh, i'm gonna go down to miami for spring break and you know, gets caught up in some wild ass situation like this and ends up on like Twitter tweeting about it or, or setting up a GoFundMe. Uh, I think A24 is going to take this story and put a really interesting twist on it. Um, and this movie just looks like a fun movie to watch of this like train wreck of a friendship uh, just crash and burn. Yeah, I'm not even sure if you can call it friendship if you just met and they're like, all right, take a trip with me. Uh, I think you just, it's an acquaintance at that point, at that, at that moment in time. Yeah. Um, this trailer looks, uh, it looks interesting, man. It looks like an interesting story. Uh, Riley Keough, she's going to be either the most talked about or most hated uh, actress for a little bit of time uh, you, simply because of this role because <laughs> you want so much to hate her. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, oh, she's doing something with the nappy hit and it's just like, Fuck, yo. Oh, yeah. my God. But, I mean, uh, let's be real. There, there, there's a white girl like this. Oh, every, my you know, God. This of is course. like the That's white girl. That's what makes it so upsetting, because like, you know her. Yeah. <laughs> this is the white girl from, like, Dundalk or Glen Burnie or some shit like that. You know, we all we all know where these white girls are. Or from Columbia. No, no, no. Listen, the girl... <laughs> The, the girls from Columbia tried it, but they couldn't sell it as well as you know, the, the Dundalk girls. But um, uh, and you, you know who this girl also kind of reminds me of? Um, who, what is that girl? Uh, that you know, that Catch Me Outside girl? Oh, uh, Bad Baby is that her name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like Bad Baby is her like name now or whatever. Yeah. But um, uh, kind of also reminds me of her. And, and so I, I know that the actress um Riley, what is Kia, it? Or Keoff, Koff. Keoff. Uh, so Keof? I know her from like she plays this role well of this like um 
like sex worker role well like she was in she's in this other show that i like uh called on i believe it's on stars called the girlfriend experience Ah, I've heard of this. I uh, and I don't even remember seeing like trailers for it. I never, never watched it. Yeah, because really who the fuck good watches show. anything on stars outside of and Power. and remember uh, in uh, the Devil All the Time, she played. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. The like yeah, a the, the like traveling. A, yeah, you know, like couple, his, uh, couple. The girlfriend to the uh, to the psychopath who just like fucking were just like killing people. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So nah, I feel like yeah, this yeah. is like the third or the fourth movie where she's played like either some type of like escort, sex worker, uh, stripper, whatever. Um, she kind of plays this role well. I, I don't know <laughs> if it's a compliment or um, maybe maybe I'll get canceled for that, but. Uh, and either way, this movie looks good. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a really interesting movie. And again, uh, from from um, uh, a production company that uh, that I really respect, in spite of other people's uh, uh, dismay, uh, you know, at, at at liking said uh, production company A twenty four. But yeah, man, um, this movie comes out uh, June um, June thirtieth uh, of this year, uh, probably in theaters. I want to say. Um, but yeah, uh, let us know what you guys thought about the uh, the trailer for Zola. Uh, and uh, yeah, put it in the comment section below. All right, um, we are going to have it a ca- uh, call it a show. We are going to have to call it a show there. Uh, I don't know. I, my brain just took. That's, that's a great way to end the show. Every everyone yeah. likes movies like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did want to get to that little Nas thing, but maybe we just save that for next week or some shit. Uh, but uh, I- I'm sure I- it'll pick up by. And if you haven't, uh, it's the little Nas X. Uh, fucking Satan shoe collaboration that Nike and the Nike lawsuit. I'm sure it'll pick up by next weekend once we find out like the details of the lawsuit and whether or not a judge is going to hear it. So we can definitely talk about that next, on the yeah. next episode of the Fade podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will duck the fuck out of here. But as always, if you listen to the whole podcast, man, we appreciate you. We love you. But hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that share button. Share this shit with anybody and everybody who you believe can benefit from it, which, of course, is everybody. Everybody. Um, With all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we will hit the very usual protocol. Fade out. Fade the fuck out, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the rest of your week.